Welcome to episode 19 of the Lovecraft Tapes, an actual play Call of Cthulhu 7th edition RPG podcast using Roll20.net. I am your keeper of arcane lore, Jeremy Boomstick Johnson. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian Johnson as Samantha. I hope they have room service. George Gallagher as Charles. And Matt Zelish as Dan. You know what? This is a really nice Cadillac you're driving right now. You know that's going to freak out like one person, and it's totally going to be worth it. All right. How's everybody doing tonight? What are we eating and drinking? I'm drinking just plain old water. Me too. Plain old water. I'm just doing water tonight. I am doing Enjoy by From Stone. All right. Well, before we continue, we do need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hey, you. Yeah, you, the one who's listening to me right now. Look, I don't have long, but I wanted you to know that I broke into this podcast to deliver a special offer just to you, not anyone else. You. Are you tired of your day-to-day grind? I'll work for a little dough. Well, let me tell you, I've got the solution. It's simple, it's fast, and easy. No posting links to Google, no answering any Nigerian princes, and no having to bust anyone out of prison. Now, you can go make some fast cash working from the comfort of your own home. Got your attention now? Good. Allow me to extend to you an exclusive invitation to Samanus' Soul Exchange. It's fast, it's fun, it's easy. All you have to do is convince five of your friends and family to give up their souls to our lovely Dark Lord Samanus. Whoa, whoa, calm down, calm down, I hears ya. Why would anyone want to spend the rest of their lives trying to get other people's souls, you ask? Well, for fabulous wealth and prizes, of course. You can use your collected souls to bargain for just about anything. Want to be rich and famous without having to do with that bothersome work? Done. Want to marry that beautiful supermodel overnight without having to deal with relationships and needs? Done. How about this? Your own private island in the middle of the Caribbean without a care in the world. Done. Even better, when you start recruiting others to Samanus' soul exchange, you get to share in their profits, that's right. Everyone you recruit will have to pay back part of their souls to you. So, if your friends and family get five souls, and then those five friends and family get five friends and family, and then those five friends and family find five souls, and then those five friends and family find five souls, and then those five friends and family find five souls. And we're back. Oh my god. Really? Our standards have really gone downhill since we started. You know what we can do? We're whores. We are whores. We love money. So before we continue along, I do want to introduce a new optional rule. This is something that I picked up from the How We Roll podcast, as well as some comments from Facebook page, uh, Call of Cthulhu RPG. So this is something called spending luck. And if you'll take a look at your character sheets, you will see a little thing called luck. Samantha, for instance, has a 65 luck. This is a sort of throwaway or catch-all, not really a skill, but just a, a random element to the game. It's engineered to be something where the character might say, I think I have a $5 bill in my pocket. They're trying to buy something that's exactly $5. Then maybe I'd say, okay, give me a luck roll. And if you get underneath it, then yeah, that happens. That's fine. One of the optional rules is something called spending luck. And what this is, any of the investigator skills, no other roles, not strength, not con, not dex, not roll for insanity, just the stuff that's in the investigator skills. You can actually spend some of your luck to improve your role. 
you, you have the option to either push the roll or you can spend luck. You can do one or the other. So luck points uh, may not be spent to alter the result of a pushed roll. If you roll a critical or a fumble, uh, you can't do it. Also, you can't use luck to offset a firearm if it malfunctions. If you do decide to spend luck to improve a skill, you may not then check that roll. And how much can we spend the luck? How does that... You can spend as much as you want of your luck pool. Wow. Keep in mind, this is permanent. If I roll like a 28 and I need a 30, then I can use two of my luck to get the 30. Correct. And then I just always have two less luck. Correct. After each session of play, the player can improve their luck. So you can do an improvement, much like you would improve a skill. So if you roll over your luck, then you can improve it by D10, just like you do your skills. Make sense? Yeah. Sweet. So if I have a 10 in mechanical repair, I can spend 65 luck (laughs) and then have no luck left. And that'll be it. Yep. And what happens when I have no luck left? You're going to be shit out of luck. Literally. Before we continue, we would like a little bit of recap. My name is Chuck. I'm not sure why people insist on calling me Charles, but that's okay. They're just confused right now. They'll come around eventually. I've been out of it for a while. A long, deep sleep filled with nightmares. I'm not sure what's more scary, the life I led before the coma or the fantasy life I created while in it. Any differences between a cheating wife who commits suicide after a miscarriage or a floozy starlet who sucks the life out of other women? Not much, I guess. No matter, I'm back where I belong, I think. So Samantha's my daughter and Dan's her fiancé, huh? That's gonna take some time to getting used to. Not sure I like it. Any of it. I have to take it hour by hour now. Dr. Loveland has given me a pill, Xanax, to take it daily. He's also prescribed a week-long stay at the Contented Cow Spa in Deer Farm, New Hampshire. Sounds boring. After a drive to the island, we checked in. I got a suite all to myself. Weird that Samantha didn't insist on taking the larger room. Seems like a nice place. After lunch, I went back up to the room to get some rest. My head's still spinning after all these changes. Seems someone besides the handyman has been here. There's a free pass to the spa downstairs on my bed. My name is Samantha. I'm a student and assistant professor at Miskatonic University in Arkham, Massachusetts. It's been a tough year. First, my mother committed suicide. We found out later she'd been pregnant by another man. My father, Charles, also tried to kill himself, but spent half a year in a coma. When he awoke, he wasn't himself. He'd become Chuck a Los Angeles private eye from the 50s. It took another three months of intense psychotherapy before he began to remember what happened and who he really was. We've driven north to Deer Farm in order to finish his recuperation. All of us need to get away. Hopefully the week will help heal the past. Shortly after checking in, we met handyman Carl. He told us about the murders of the previous owners 10 years ago and how straw had been found embedded in their necks. Dan and I have decided to hike around the grounds after lunch. Get some fresh air. My name is Dan. I work at the university as a security guard. It's not as glamorous as the mystery novels I keep in my desk, but it beats being on the front line of whatever war we're waging these days. Poor Samantha. Poor Charles. They've had a rough go at it. I'm not sure if I can help them mend their relationship, but I'll stick by your side for as long as it takes. The contented cow is is very nice, peaceful, except for those crows roosting in the trees. Give me the creeps. Samantha wants to go for a walk, but I'd rather hit the pool. Whatever she wants. We bumped into a local resident, Betsy, walking up the road toward the hotel. She seems like a nice lady. Invited us to have a glass of wine at her place before dinner. She mentioned something about the inn being built upon an ancient Indian burial ground. 
You know, that sounds vaguely familiar for some reason. And now we continue. Chapter 3, Returning Home. Chuck is in his room looking at a spa pass. Samantha and Dan are out on the front driveway and considering a hike along the grounds. Uh, so why don't we begin with uh, Charles? What would you like to do, sir? I don't I don't think Chuck's much of a spa guy, so I don't think uh, I'm going to use that pass. I think I'm going to uh, kind of just walk around the area and see what's what. Yeah, I mean, it's a normal hotel, so tell me where you'd like to go. I just want to walk the grounds. So you want to go outdoors? Yeah, I don't need to go far. Just stick on the path. Uh, I'll just go down to the... Well, there's only one path out. And then go up to that next building, I suppose. Yeah, that's the main road. Everything else is sort of just, you know, think of a lightly wooded area. There's obviously the river nearby. And uh, which direction are you headed, Dan and Samantha? We wanted to take Betsy up on our offer. I mean, yeah, line. I think we should. Well, uh, currently it is relatively early. You guys have just checked in. You had lunch. So right now it's right around 1.30. And I believe she told you 6 p.m. Yeah, okay. So it's not ready okay. yet. So you've got a little time to, to explore around and maybe discover more of what the contented cow has for you. Why don't we hike a little bit more and then maybe take a nap before we go there? Does that sound good? Yeah. I mean, there's some great trails around here. We can head down to the river. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Maybe find some ancient Indian skeletons along the way. Ooh. You lead, David. Uh, I mean, Dan. It's pretty nice out. It is uh, May 4th. Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Everything's in bloom. You know, it's probably in the 60s right now. Good hand-holding weather. Everything's nice and in bloom. Uh, As you go by, travel along the road there, you don't see any other people walking along you can see that the road is you know pretty well worn but kept up pretty nicely there are little signs here and there and and as you come to the fork you do see a sign that's low to the ground they're very clearly concerned about having big gaudy signs so they they have these nice little placards that point the way south it says uh farmex and north it says hw industries so, what sounds more interesting, farming or whatever else that other thing is? Industry. As you know, Pharmex is a mysterious pharmaceutical company that has been taking over and buying up smaller companies the past few years. And a lot of the drugs that you see in, in uh, the grocery store and drugstores are slowly converting over to this new brand. So you want to go get high? I hear there's a pharmaceutical (laughs) company nearby. Hey. HW Industries you don't know much about. You've never really heard of them. You want to head over towards HW? We've heard of Pharmax. Yeah, that that pharmaceutical company. I mean, we're closer to it, and then maybe we'll head back and and take a nap before we we head over to Betsy's house. Why not? I mean, your dad did say we were, what, detectives back in the 50s. Maybe we still got some good old detecting left in us. Oh, Danny. So you walk along the road... And as you wind around a couple bends in the road through the canopy of trees, you see a converted uh, farmhouse of some sort. Seems nice. Does it look like there's anyone there right now? Like, does it look like it's in use or is it just like empty? There are no cars in the parking lot. Uh, Why don't you give me a spot hidden? Oh, yeah. That looks like a really good extreme success. Just like the 90s, everything I do is extreme. As you approach the building, uh, you do notice that there are grates on the windows. There does appear to be a very complex electronic lock on the front door. The windows are all dark. You don't see any kind of lights on anywhere. And there are no cars in the driveway. 
hey, honey, yeah, what kind of retreat needs iron grates over the windows and a high-end electronic locking system? You know, it's just a company out in the country, and they probably obviously shut down for maybe the weekends. They want to make sure everything's secure while they're gone, so they don't have to hire security this way. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, if you say so, still. Well, I, we can look around if you want. I say, we got some time. Let's do what Dad says, and let's be investigators. Let's check it out. Sure. Nothing like poking around someplace you're not supposed to be? We can't do that here. Oh. <laughs> let's just stick to looking around. Oh. Let's take a look. Let's see what we can see. We are going to uh, get closer to the house and see what's what up close. I want to look in a window. Hey, go for it. It looks dark if you can see anything through these metal grates. I'm going to try it. See if I see anything. Samantha rolled a spot hidden roll and succeeded. So tell me what you're doing. I'm looking through the windows with my hands around my face. Uh, you peek in and it appears to be a sort of sterile lobby inside. Although that the farmhouse has been retrofitted. Everything looks really nice and solid and cleaned up. But it has sort of an air of artificiality to it. It almost looks like it's a building that is mocked up to look like a farmhouse, but isn't actually a farmhouse. And inside, in the lobby area, you see it is mostly stainless steel tile. You see a front desk with maybe the top of a computer monitor behind it. And the lights are all off. Okay, yeah, it's dark, obviously. It's midday, but still. Does not appear to be anybody home. Yeah, I don't see much. It looks like just like a waiting room. And Sam, now that you're this close, you do see, thanks to your spot hidden roll, a webcam mounted just above the door towards the ceiling. Dan, Dan, come here. Look, they have a camera up here. Um, Should we give them a show? <laughs> uh, we might not want to get caught on that. So, I mean, if that place is as sterile we as you We haven't done anything, but I agree. Maybe we should back off a bit. Can I look around and see if there are any other obvious security cameras anywhere? Nope, you're not allowed to look around. Uh, yes, actually, with your excellent role, uh, you do notice that there are many many cameras mounted to the exterior all in one spot basically covering all around it it's not just a webcam they have this place locked down well there's your explanation then they don't need a security guard because they have it covered can we go if you don't think there's anything else you want to look at i mean this place is oh there's just something i spent a lot of time guarding buildings yeah and there's just something here that we've got time Let's, I just want to check on Dad real quick, if that's okay. Yeah, uh, it sounds like a great idea. Maybe he's uh, gotten out of his room for once. Yeah, it is anything I want, remember? Fine, let's go. <laughs> Here they have a really nice spa. Ooh. So do we see my dad at all since he's walking that way or no? I would say at this stage, Chuck is probably at the cross in the road there. So I'm going to start walking down. Charles, you do see Samantha and Dan heading back your way? Yay. Well, there he is right now, Dan. Hey, Charles. Uh, good to see you out of your room out and about. How you feeling? I don't want to talk to you. Dad, don't be rude. How do you like the place so far? I don't care. Well, we're going to go back and take a nap. So if you need anything, we'll be in our room. Okay. You sure you're okay? Yep. Okay, we'll see you back at the hotel. I guess would that mean Sam are going to head back up to the hotel? What room are we in, honey? Well, our key says 209. Oh, okay. Why would you think it was anywhere else? That's just ridiculous. I have no clue. I just, I'm, you know, it's a long drive here, and I just wanted to make sure. So you guys retire back to your room. Let's switch over to Charles. Uh, uh let's go to 
this building? Betsy's? What's going on there? So you switch course and you, you see basically the same thing that I described to Samantha and Dan. The short little signs that are uh, at road level. You see the one to Farmex as you come to the crossroads here. And then as you go down to this crossroad, bing! You mean bing, the absolutely fabulous search engine by Microsoft that everybody should use? Hashtag please sponsor us, Microsoft. Right here, there's a little sign. And this is where you see a new building. A nude building? What? There's no (laughs) pants on. A very creatively titled business. Pretty on the nose, right? Welcome to Cranberry Farms, where we farm apples. Cranberry Farms is the uh, building in the southeast corner of the island. And Betsy Carter's basically just says private residence. And you have not met Betsy Carter, so you have no idea what this thing is, other other than it's a private residence. I should not disturb the private residence. Let's go get some apples at the Cranberry Farm. So you walk down the road, and this road in particular is a little more of a dirt track. You do see a copse of cranberry bushes. I guess they're actually sort of bogs, aren't they? I think you're right. Yeah, you're correct. It's a bog. It looks like it's mostly like maybe a a test farm. You you see some tractors and obviously some farm equipment, that type of thing. It's not open right now. Appears to be pretty dark. Probably because there's very few cranberries in this bog. Might not be cranberry season? I don't know. They're bananas. I I think, don't they fly south in May? I don't know. Cranberries? (laughs) The cranberry migration. <laughs> Pineapples. But the, the building itself is, uh, you know, a series of uh, outbuildings and barns. Uh, obviously, they're using it for storage of some sort. There's a main tasting office. This is the guy from the Ocean Spray commercials. Yeah. <laughs> he always stands in the bog. He's got the waiters on just pointing at you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the villain in this episode, is him just standing in the bog staring at you. That's, that's kind of what you see. Much going on there, then I guess I'll just head back. All right. Well, that didn't take long. Uh, as you come in, Charles, the front desk lady, Patricia was her name tag. She welcomes you back. Welcome back, sir. Did you have a nice walk? Uh, Do you eat Chinese food? Uh, No. Well, you need to walk. <laughs> Chinese food. So. Oh, I get it. Taco fish. H- have, you, have you tried our spa yet? No, and I'm not much of a spa person. Oh, oh, well, if you're looking to relax, they do. we do have some nice masseuses. Oh, I didn't know that's what I meant by I'm not much of a spa person. I didn't know I meant I enjoy spas and want to hear more about their services. I did, no, I just, you know, I, you look a little tense. You look a little pinched. I am a little tense. He's too tense, a teepee and a wigwam. Dolph is very good with his hands. I'm not going to go get massaged by a porpoise. Dolph Lundgren? What the hell is he doing here? Well, if, if you are if you have a problem with that, that's no that's no big issue. We, uh, Maria is also available. I really don't know how else to explain my disinterest in the spa, so I'm just going to walk away. That's fine. That's fine, sir. Um, and, and the bar is open, too, if you need, need a drink. Now, that seems more applicable to me. <laughs> I knew something would help you. I don't care for you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And she shuffles some papers. Well, I'll shuffle some papers, too. Two can play that game. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Papal Shuffer Simulator 2016. Actually, I have pictures for you guys. It's so rude of me to not share some pictures of these NPCs. Patricia! Oh, if I'd known she looked like that, it would have been a very different conversation. Damn. I would have been probably a little more friendly. George is like, can I have a mulligan? Is that her shuffling papers? That's her shuffling papers. Well, I'll be damned. Hey, guys, she looks good. 
As she's nervously shuffling papers, a tall gentleman bursts out from the back office. And he, he bursts out and he looks at you, looks at Chuck. What's the meaning of this? Patricia, are you harassing the customers again? No, now she's my best friend. This new information has changed everything. That, that That's good to hear. Is there anything else we can do for you? You can just buzz off, pal. You're Charles Blaine, right? Go take some of that mascara off. Yes, I thought I recognized that mug. This is actually a tumbler. It's called a tumbler. It's aluminum. T- no, let me check tumbler. No, no, you're not here. <laughs> no. Well, is it, how was your stay so far, sir? I literally could not be more passive. Uh, well, I don't quite follow, but uh, if there's anything you need, please uh, please contact me. Uh, Stephen Purfoy, manager. I'll actually be con- contacting uh, What's-Her-Face for all of my needs. Patricia uh, blushes. That's a weird last name. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Blushes. <laughs> it's French. <laughs> it's good day. It's Belgian. Ooh la la. If you're interested, we have a class for silly walks down the hall. Well, will there be anything else? Uh, literally could not care less. Good day, sir. Is it? Harumph! And he goes back into the back office. Harumph! <laughs> I think that TV sounds good. I feel like Chuck's a golf channel kind of guy. Uh, there is golf playing in the, uh, in the bar. To the bar. Just don't walk into it, it hurts. I heard a dyslexic guy walked into a bra. I did, and it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you walk up to the bar, and lo and behold, it's a beautiful young lady behind the bar she sort of looks at you and you look at her your eyes meet chuck's getting it on with the younger lady she's wiping down the uh the bar top leaning over perhaps she is wearing a uh, cook's uniform but it's sort of uh undone a little bit looks like she's maybe in between meals cooking meals but and acting as bartender i just like the thought of your google image search history and it's like beautiful 20 something year old girl beautiful 30 something year old girl Really weird-looking 40-something-year-old man. The NSA is just really confused at your search history. It only gets better, I can promise you that. And yet, it's still an audio podcast. <laughs> They're lost. Check us on YouTube. What do I drink? Whiskey? I'll just have a whiskey. She uh, points at a whiskey bottle. Is she mute? And then points at another one and looks at you. Yes. She takes down the bottle. No, I meant both. He wants a whiskey and whiskey. <laughs> With a whiskey chaser, please. No, I don't want two. I want them both mixed together in one. So, And she puts it in front of you and sits uncomfortably close looking at you. I have that effect on the ladies. They're uncomfortable? Yep. And then from the back room you hear, Martina, come! And she looks at you with a little weird expression. I mean, it might take a few minutes, but I can try. She holds up uh, one, and then she walks back into the kitchen. Okay. And golf is on the TV, but it's uh, turned all the way down. Nothing my phone with its IR repeater can't fix. Because, you know, you know that technology so well. No better time to learn than now. He's only been in a coma for like, you know, six months or whatever. So. I mean, it's probably the web.com tour that's on. And, you know, that's basically not even golf. He's going to go up and start looking for the knob to turn the volume up. So golf is there and you're having a nice wh- double whiskey mixed at the bar. That is correct. After a few minutes, a uh, gentleman comes in. You like sports. She a goer. So he, he takes a stool right next to you, and he's like, Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Is there an echo in here? There's an echo in here. You trying to be a wise guy? You trying to be a wise guy? Nah, I get it now. You're funny. What are you drinking? What are you drinking? And that's when uh, Martina comes back out, and she uh, she points at the guy, snaps her fingers, and grabs tequila, and puts a shot in front of him. He slams it back, taps it. He's like, I see you met Martina. I wouldn't say I met her. She's right there. Did you not say hello? 
No, I didn't. We'll say hello. Martina, this is... Stephanie. This is Stephanie, evidently. Probably the ugliest Stephanie I've ever seen. No no offense. Oh, you're one to talk, pal. Well, hey, I, I'm just a plain old Dennis Spry. You're the ugliest Dennis I've ever seen. I play poker. But you hardly even know her. Oh, did you lose your eyebrows in your last match? No, but uh, the other guy did. Oh, did you win multiple chins in your last match? <laughs> You're being kind of a dick here, sir. What's your name? Stephanie. I don't think it's Stephanie. What's your name? Okay, fine. It's Susan. All right. Have it your way. Thanks, Martina. And he walks away. Martina's looking at you. She signs. That's a rude thing to say to a customer. Jeez. Is she deaf? She shakes her head no. Kind of give her a thumbs up. She uh, goes back to polishing the bar and she's keeping an eye on you in case you need anything. She does sort of push a little bowl of peanuts down the bar towards you. All right. I'm allergic to peanuts, and I'm dead. They're mixed nuts. They're kind of nice, nicer quality mixed nuts. I guess I'll have some of these nuts. Let's switch back quickly to Samantha and Dan. <sighs> oh, what? <laughs> yeah, you, or are you taking a nap, quote unquote? <laughs> no, I'm tired, and I have a headache. So are you guys actually going to sleep? I'm going to take a nap. Yes, I'm going to lay down in the bed and take a nap. Okay. Samantha, you fall dead asleep. Dan, you're having trouble sleeping. I'm going to... Check, see that she's asleep. I'm going to get up and head down to the lobby. Uh, you head down to the lobby, and on the way, uh, you do bump into uh, some folks in the hallway. I need narrower hallways. I keep bumping into people. Sorry. Pardon me. Sorry. So there are three people in the hallway, uh, an older couple who are in deep conversation with a sort of o- older gentleman. As you get closer, why don't you give me a listen roll? You have to go by them to get to the elevator. And it appears that you succeeded. So you very easily overhear them talking about fishing. Well, that seems exciting. A scam on the internet? They found this Nigerian prince who's willing to send them a good chunk of his fortune. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to um, head past them into the elevator and head down. You guys are the most least curious investigators I've ever met. (laughs) Uh, what, What could I possibly want to know about fishing? It's fishing. You take a thing, you throw a thing, you pull something in. What? You you catch the catch the elevator and pop on out to the lobby. You see the lovely young lady behind the desk. <laughs> and she appears to be a little red-faced. She has a tiny red face? Hey, Patricia, I was wondering if you'd seen Charles lately. Uh yes, I I have and uh he's he's in the bar. Okay. Just uh, making sure he hasn't gotten himself into too much trouble. Uh, no, no, no. There's, there's no trouble. No trouble. She sort of talks back behind her towards the uh, manager's door. Well, uh, thank you very much. You've been very helpful. Oh, no, no problem. No problem. Um, uh, have you been to the spa? Uh, I have not yet, but I've heard good things. Well, here, uh, let, let me, I have a few free passes. Let me give you one of these. Ooh. And she pulls out a little pad of paper. And What room are you in? I am in room 209. 209. Okay, all right. And uh, she gives you a slip of paper. The free spa pass says what, Matt? Uh, Thank you for choosing the Contented Cow as your vacation destination. As a token of our appreciation, please enjoy one free 30-minute massage in our spa. Just call Roxy by pressing the spa button on your phone to make an appointment. And the spa is located uh, towards the rear of the first floor uh, where the pool and stuff is. I'm going to tuck that away and uh, head over to the bar and... See if I can't do some sort of 
male bonding with Chuck because, you know, alcohol and sports and that kind of stuff, right? Uh, you do see uh, Chuck swirling his double uh, whiskey at the bar, and there's a, a beautiful French lady polishing the bar in a, a cook's uniform. She notices you immediately and indicates for you to sit wherever you'd like. I'm going to uh, walk up and sit next to Chuck. Hey, uh, good to see you up and out of your room. Trying to watch golf. So, uh, enjoying enjoying the day so far? I'm just trying to watch golf. Uh, interesting sport. Oh, re- you really? You really think it's an interesting sport? Oh, yeah, it's it's great. It's it's absolutely wonderful. Who's your favorite golfer, then? Uh, d- golf, the, oh, you know, the, the one guy, the tall and the hat and the, he swings clubs for a living, you know? <sighs> I'm going to turn over to the uh, the bartender. Can I have a uh, whiskey on the rocks, please? Yeah, she uh, she points to some bottles. One, two, three, four. Sort of giving you time to indicate which one you'd like. Uh, I'll take that third one on the left. She grabs it down and uh, pours it a couple fingers full. Hope you enjoy that, Dan. It's $50 a shot. Uh, pour it back in the bottle. Put it back on the shelf. Thanks. So, Chuck, Charles... Uh, Charles, um, I get that you're not super thrilled with me marrying your daughter. I just wanted to know if there was anything I could do to, I don't know, make this easier for you. I just don't want to talk to anybody. It, it is an audio podcast. What? It, it, uh, no one told me this. It says this is the loudspeaker in the bar. This is an audio pod. That was a strange announcement. That's the name of the bar, an audio podcast. Thanks for coming to an audio podcast. We hope you enjoyed an audio podcast. I'll have the audio podcast chicken fingers, please. An audio podcast was shut down by the health department today. I want to wake up from my nap. I'm going to finish my drink as quickly as I can. Cherish it because every sip is $10. Which is why I'm doing it all in one big gulp, so it'll only be $10. Roll for drunkenness. <laughs> hey, Charles, you like whiskey? What are you doing here? I thought you were an I'm app. trying to spur a conversation. <laughs> so, uh, Charles. Uh, you, in charge. Uh, sorry. You do uh, a lot of drinking or? Daniel, when you get to my age, you just don't give a fuck. Dan, I'm trying to listen to the golf here. I can uh, turn the volume up for you if you want. No, you don't. I'm just trying to listen to the golf here, Dan. Okay. I'm listening to the closed captions. As in that case, I'm just going to finish my drink and... Uh, Head back up to the room, because I'm going to call Roxy at the spa and set up an appointment for that free massage, because after being around him for long enough, you kind of need one of those. That or an enema. Hey. The whole town needs one. Dan finishes up his drink and sulks away back to the room and pulls the card out of his pants. You'd be surprised where I kept it. Zip. I press the spa button on my phone. It rings twice, and then uh, a female answers. Uh, a female Oh my god, a female. Uh, yes, a spa. Hi, uh, I got a, uh, a pass from the front desk for a free 30-minute massage, and I've been told... Oh, that's great news. That's great news. Um, yeah, what, 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 what would you like... Let me grab a pen. Uh, when, when would you like to come in? How about, uh, like, 10 minutes? I just, uh, just need to finish up something. Well, we just... Happen to have an opening in 10 minutes, no problem. Now, would you would you prefer uh, Dolph or uh, Marie? I don't know. Dolph Lundgren is pretty honky. <laughs> oh, he, he's really good with his hands. It's actually a dolphin, a live dolphin. Just a porpoise. Oh. No, a dolphin. They're different. You know what? I will take my chances with Marie if she's available. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Not a problem. We'll see you in 10 minutes. Okay, thank you very much. You bet. I'll be in my quarters. I'll be in my nickels. Oh, you just got a one. Oh, wait, no, that's less. <laughs> you got a less of me. <laughs> oh.
<laughs> I'm going to make it rain pennies from heaven, bitch. Make it hail. All right, Dan, what next? I'm going to swap shirts because I've been walking all day. The one I have is a little bit sweaty. Then I'm going to head out of the room and head down towards the spa for my free 30-minute massage with Marie. You walk on down the corridor. The second floor appears to be empty now. The Fisher talk is gone. You catch the elevator, and as you get into the elevator... Please don't tell me it goes out of order. (laughs) There is a young gentleman in there, uh, sort of leaning up against the wall, and he's jotting some notes in a notepad. He kind of looks up at you as you get in and shuffles back slightly, and obviously the the elevator's going down. Uh, You you had down to the lobby, too? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And he keeps writing. Uh, so, uh, you you been here long? I just got here myself. Uh, no, no. Uh, we we came in uh, just a couple days ago. Oh, that's nice. Uh, any find uh, find anything you like around here? Yeah, I mean uh, the burger's pretty good. I don't know if you've had the podcast burger. It's pretty good. Oh no, I'm sorry. I had the uh, the audio salmon salad. Oh, that's right, right, right. Yeah, the audio salmon salad is not as good as the chicken fingers, but I will definitely give that a try at dinner tonight. And and he he sh- shoves out his hand. He's like uh, Bob. Bob Furman. Dan. Dan Williams. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Uh, yeah, you, you look familiar. Do I do I know you around here? Not unless you up at Arkham. I am a security guard at the uh, college. Had had a security up there. Oh, sure, sure, sure. You just did you just promote yourself? I've been there, uh, down to Arkham a couple times. Maybe that's where I know you from. Um, yeah, maybe I uh, patrol regularly. Yeah, I'm, I'm a reporter for uh, one of the local papers here. We're just doing a little bit of a, a getaway. Me and the editor. Ah, nice. That's nice. Yeah, I'm here with my fiance. Oh, nice. When when are you guys getting married? Uh, we have not set the date yet. I've been having oh. some trouble with the uh the father-in-law. If, uh, you know. Yep. Yeah, well, I know how good that can be. Great. Well, uh, how long are you staying here for? Uh, we are here for the week. Oh, very nice. very nice. Hopefully, have some rest and relaxation. And the door is open, and uh, you guys get out. And he sort of walks along with you as you uh, walk towards the. Uh, Pool and spa, and he's he's still making uh, small talk with you. He's like, oh, so so you're you're just uh, are you guys celebrating anything? Yeah, we're her dad uh, just recovered from uh, medical, and uh, Doc told us that it'd uh, be good for him to have a week out in you know country, fresh air, wide open spaces, whatnot. Yeah, I, I guess I can see that. That's a it's a pretty pretty cool place. I don't you know I'm not much for the uh, owner's music, but you know it's kind of a cool place. Yeah, yeah. Heard uh, heard a couple of things about him. Yeah, really? What? Uh, I heard that he uh, took it over when the uh, the old owners passed away. I guess you could say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, that's that's pretty old news. I mean, uh, Ned Tugent is a uh, he's kind of a douche. You know, if it's true what they say about the old owners, you know how how they went. I mean, I've I've heard a couple of of rumors here and there, but well, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, about ten years ago or so, Becky and Roger Spate they were found strangled to death in their bed. The police reports said that there were no prints found at the scene, but there was straw in the bed. Forensic examination revealed bits of straw embedded in the victim's necks. I thought that was really weird. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, what, someone stuffed a couple of gloves with straw and squeezed? I don't know. I, you know, the locals, they think, like, scarecrows are coming to life and killing people. That's a little far-fetched for my tastes. Even around here, I mean, you know, we're not too far away from Salem and all that, but... That's baloney. Never thought I'd have to be scared of that guy from The Wizard of Oz, you know? That's right. If you only had a brain. Uh, that's my stop. I have uh, a massage booked at the spa. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, uh, it was very nice to meet you. Uh, maybe I'll see you around. Great. Yeah, definitely. And I shared out a couple pieces of information for you that pertain to your conversation with uh, Bob Furman. 
He prefers Robert. Some of the old data is the contended cow is owned by Ned Tugent, an aging rock star who recovered at the original farmhouse in the 70s. He purchased the land eight years ago, had the old farmhouse replaced by a newer, larger building. He sort of retrofitted it. The star is currently in England. According to all sources, the contended cow is a respectable place. It is fairly expensive, but offers an excellent vacation for the money. The place has a reputation as a recovery spot for artists and professionals who have had problems with drugs or emotional breakdowns, but there are no incidents that stain its reputation. The contented cow is exactly as it appears to be a vacation spot for people who really, really need to get away from it all. Like Chuck. Dan, you wander into the pool area and you clearly see the spa office. The spa office. It's called the spa office. Spa office. Oh, I'm going to head towards the spa office. You are there at the door to the spa office. It's the spa office. I just feel like it's important that we establish that right up front. I'm going to open the door to the spa office. There is a small podium desk uh, with a computer and a uh, pretty young lady behind it. And she looks up as you come in. She says, oh, you must be 209. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Okay. Well, I- I'm Roxy. Uh, would you like some uh, lemon water? Uh, yeah, that sounds that sounds absolutely lovely. Thank you. Just getting the room ready uh, should be just a few moments if you want to just take a seat. There's a big gigantic cooler full of ice and, and lemons. And she pours you a glass of water and hands it over. And I'll, I'll let you know in just a moment. Thank you very much. I've definitely been waiting for this tough day. I want you to go ahead and give me a spot hidden roll. Oh. That is a failure. I'm sorry. Uh, the office is, you know, relatively small. Uh, there are two doors that lead, obviously, into the massage areas, possibly. Um, there is a short little hallway that leads away from where the pool area would be. And you assume that there's probably uh, another area where they have maybe manicures and, you know, haircuts and that sort of thing. But it's sort of around the corner. You can't really see anything. Nice place you got here. Well, well thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, give me just a second. And she heads down the, the hallway and disappears around the corner. So you're sitting there by yourself with a glass of lemon water. Be cool, honey bunny. You're going to keep sipping on my lemon water? It, it's very good. You do detect that maybe they put a little bit of sugar in it. Farmex. And after about uh, 45 seconds, uh, she comes bustling around the corner. She's like, okay, uh, we're all set for you. Um, just go on into uh, room two here. Close the door. The lights are a little bit low. If you wouldn't mind just getting undressed, get on the table. Uh, you'll see, put your face in the, there's a little hole there in the massage table. If you if you like it, there's a towel. If you like to cover up, you know, you're, you're behind. Thank you. Masseuse will be right with you. Okay, thanks. No problem. Head down the hallway and into room number two as... So you open up the door and, you know, it's a very small room. It's very warm, so uh, you won't need clothes. Who says I was wearing any to begin with? There, there's a, a nice leather massage table with the hole cut out for your face so you can lay on your stomach. There's a cabinet full of lotions and that sort of thing, like a bookcase almost. There is a small Bluetooth speaker that is piping out new age mood music. You do smell patchouli incense in the air and a ceiling fan turns lazily overhead. Gotta get me one of these rooms for the house. Lazy fan. <laughs> get to work! I'm going to uh, undress and pull that towel up and lay down and, I guess, just wait for my uh, masseuse to show up. Probably you're not sure. You're, you're just very relaxed. Seems to be getting a little bit even warmer in there. Sweat starts to beat up on your skin. You hear the door open and soft footfalls come up and you hear, And what would you like today, sir? I'm going to uh, look up. You see a very large gentleman who I will share the picture with you here. A very large, tall, uh, blonde gentleman. 
Yeah, I thought that was a joke when I said his name was Dolph and I made Dolph Lundgren. I didn't think it was actually him. No, no, you're, you're quite mistaken, sir. This is Dolph Marks. Oh, oh, my bad. It's Richard's brother. Dolph Marks masseuse. So would you like the entire massage package today, sir? I don't really need the happy ending, but... Uh... And, and that's when you notice there's another hole cut out in the leather massage table. <laughs> It puts the lotion on the skin. Uh, you know what? I am really stressed out, so I will uh, I'll take whatever you can do for me, my man. Did you just assume his gender? Shall I remove the towel? Are you are you are you comfortable with that? Uh no, the towel can can stay where it is. Okay, okay, I will work around the towel. I, I am sorry, but uh, Marie was uh, called away last minute. Mr. Purfoy needed a massage. So we will sh- we shall start with the shoulders. And he just grabs your shoulders and starts deep tissue massaging. Ow. And pain ripples through your body. I'm going to need you to make a certain check. I told you not to go to the spa. Someone had to. Let's let's go with the con roll. I think that's appropriate. Oh. Oh, you failed. What what happens is you, he's really digging in there and it's hurting. You're trying to resist and be a man, but it's really, really hurting. Either you have uh, muscles that are much more tense than you anticipated, or this guy is really going to town on you. I, I think at this point, uh, you're going to have to decide whether you are going to call an end to the massage or I'm going to have to give you a hit point of damage. It's up to you. Oh, boy. You like when they stick it in deep? You know, Dan survived a war. He can, he can handle a massage. I'm going to take the one hit point of damage. All right. Go ahead and take your one hit point. And as the pain recedes, pleasure fills the gap. And suddenly you are much more relaxed than you've ever been in your entire life. The man is just magically working wonders along your back, your calves. And you can't help but wonder, what would that feel like on your buttocks? And then I immediately push that thought out of my mind. As you push that thought out of your mind, you fall asleep. That's not dangerous. Sam, you sort of awaken in the bed and uh, Dan's nowhere around. Dan? Dan? That's weird. I'm going to go ahead and get up and take a shower. You take a quick shower. Uh, You're feeling pretty refreshed now. Uh, You notice that it is uh, right around 4.30. I'm going to get dressed and I'm going to head to the elevator and head to the lobby, see if I can find Dan. But first, I'm going to check at Dad's door, at his room, and see if he's there. Uh, he is not at his door. Okay, I'm going to head to the elevator and go down to the lobby. You you take the elevator down. Uh, there doesn't appear to be anybody around. As, as you exit the elevator into the lobby, uh, you do see a tall gentleman now manning the front desk, Stephen Purfoy. And, and he sees you and nods politely. Hello, Mr. Purfoy. Oh, yes. Uh, What can I help you with? I'm sorry. Have you seen my father, Charles? Yes, I do believe. uh, The gentleman at the bar? Oh, he is at the bar? Okay. Uh, Thank you so much. He he might need a little hand up to his room if you get my drift. Oh, he's my dad. I can't do that. Okay, I'm going to go into the bar real quick. And you see uh, Charles very slumped at a bar stool, blearily looking up at the golf channel, which uh, now has switched over to post-game analysis, which is even more boring than golf. Are you kidding me? That's where I shine. <laughs> and, and there is a very large gentleman uh, behind the bar, and I'll share him with you. Thank you. <laughs> Let me check with my fiancé first to see if I can share him with you. I get the female bartender. You can have this guy. <laughs> and clearly this this guy uh, is uh, he's wearing a chef's uniform, and you can see it is uh, back apron string. He has a, a chef's hat tucked. 
And he's bustling around, and uh, as he sees you, he's like, uh, Yes, uh, young lady, how may I help you? Uh, I, I'm okay for now. Are we settled up here? Would you like it just a little bit of drink? No, thank you. I appreciate that, though. A little red wine, maybe? No, thank you. Oh. <laughs> no, thank you. As you wish. I sit down next to Dad, put my hand on his back. You doing okay? Yep. You want to you get some food? Mm, sure. All right. What sounds good? I can go get it for you, or maybe they'll serve us here at the bar. Cheeseburger. You want a cheeseburger? Okay, let me see what they got. You want anything in particular on it? Truffle butter? Cheese. You want the podcast burger? Oh, the old podcast burger? Is that just really salty? I'm going to put my hand up and get Pierre's attention. Uh, yes, ma'am. How may I help you? Are we able to order food here at the bar? Well, of course. I will whip it up for you, no problem. Perfect. Could we get a cheeseburger and some fries for my father here? Right away. Thank you so much. And he disappears into the back room. Out comes a young lady. Oh, she came out? Good for her. She looks at you questioningly with wide eyes and... and Points up towards the liquor. I'll have a glass of red wine, please. House is fine. She goes down below. (laughs) (laughs) Pops up. Bing. Turkey's ready. Portion. A nice healthy glass of red wine. Can I have an unhealthy glass, please? (laughs) It's that glass that holds an entire bottle of wine. Is everything going okay, Dad? Watching golf. Um, okay. Who won? Tiger Woods. Really? He's making a comeback? Don't call it a comeback. He's been here for years. He never left. I know the difference between a golf ball and a Cadillac. Tiger Woods can drive a golf ball 300 yards. Well dated on that one. I'm not sure if our younger viewers will get it. Can you please enjoy your buttocks massage? Hey, I left the towel on, okay? Yeah, but you fell asleep. Now it's off. Digits. That's all I gotta say. So, is there anything you wanted to do while we're here, Dad? Did you want to talk with me about anything? No. Well, don't fall asleep yet. Your hamburger's on its way. And just as you say that, the burger is appears out of the kitchen. It just appeared? Jesus Christ. This place is more haunted than we thought. Oh, here's your cheeseburger, Dad. With some very thin-cut fries. Um, have you seen Dan by chance? He wasn't there when I woke up. Unfortunately. Oh, you did see him. Do you know where he's at? Nope. Couldn't care less. Okay, that's kind of rude, just to let you know. I know this is hard for you, but it's hard for us as well, so please try to understand that. But he's so dumb. You don't even know him. You don't know me. What was that? Did you hear a voice? It sounded like it was coming from the spa. You enjoy your hamburger and fries. Please let me know if you need anything. I I leave a little pissed off. Oh, better pissed off than pissed on, as I always say. So I'm going to go to the front lobby. As you leave, uh, Chuck, you notice uh, Martina looks at you questioningly, and she gestures towards the red wine that she just poured. Um, I don't know. She's just, you know. Women, am I right? (laughs) Oh, wait, this isn't the 50s anymore. I can't say that. (laughs) Martina shrugs her shoulders and and goes back to straightening bottles at the back. Sam, you walk into the lobby? Is uh, Steven still there? Yes. Excuse me. um, Yes, ma'am? How may I help you? Have you seen my fiancé, Dan? Mm, Dan, Dan, I'm sorry. I don't know that. Hmm. I I don't know where he's at. It's not like him to just leave and not tell me where he's going. Well, if you'd like to leave a message here, I could certainly give it to him when I see him. That would be fantastic. Yes, what would you like the message to say, ma'am? Dan, get your ass to the room. Um, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> um, just let him know that, uh, please let him know that I was looking for him, and he can either he can meet me at the room at 5.30, or he can meet me at the restaurant at 6. Are you uh, 209? Yes, yep, room 209. Oh, I, I do have a message for you. I do have a message for you. There's a scarecrow in our room. There's a little cubby back and he he searches it and he pulls out a little slip of paper. Here you go, ma'am. Thank you. I open up and read it. And it says, uh, looking forward to seeing you at six, Betsy. And the time is, I check my watch, 
Uh, it's about four forty-five now, I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna step back into the bar and um, walk up to Dad and let him know uh, we have plans tonight, so you'll be on your own. I just wanted to let you know, and then I'm gonna leave. Good. Or that might have been a great opportunity for Chuck to tag along with Sam. Well, he said good, Jack Lips. I don't know. Chuck is in a bar with golf on. Uh... Golf's over now. No, it's at WNBA. What is this, ESPN The Ocho? Joke's on you. I'm into really macho, manly, underpaid women. It could be curling. Let's flash forward slightly then. It's 2018. <laughs> 2029. Sam, you wait back at the room and Dan does not show up. And it is time to leave for Betsy's. Okay, I'm going to go to I'm going to go to the elevator. Mhm. Head to the lobby. Yep. And I'm going to go to the front desk. And who's at the front desk? Stephen Perfoy. Hi, Stephen. I, yes. I, I need to adjust my note for my husband, or my fiance, excuse me, <laughs> soon-to-be boyfriend. He's downgraded. Uh, he pulls the note back out for you to rephrase. Thank you. Can you let him know if you see him that um, I'm heading over to Betsy's and he can meet me there? Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. I'll have whatever I want. Oh, and uh, your uh, father, was it? Yes, it was it. I think he might have gone back up to his room. I think he'd been a little bit in his cups. I, I saw him heading towards the elevator. Okay, well, hopefully he'll sleep it off. Yes, let, let, let us all hope that. Thank you for the information, and thank you for your patience. I do appreciate it. Yes, no problem. We're going through a lot as a family. I completely understand, man. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. <laughs> you as well. How's your mom? Bob's your uncle. So I'm going to head on out and head to Betsy's. Everybody in the podcast, that was me heading to Betsy's. <laughs> Traveling music. That uh, didn't sound like enough heading to Betsy's music. I don't think you're there. People on the grounds just see this one woman running through the yard screaming, doodaloo, doodaloo, doodaloo. Where is she going? She must be going to Betsy's. That's the only time people do that. Sam? Uh, you walk along the road. It's a very lovely late afternoon. It just feels like this is the best place on earth. It's such a beautiful, peaceful, relaxing, idyllic setting. And you clearly see the markers where Betsy said uh, you could find her house. And you walk along and, and you see clearly there's Betsy, the elder lady uh, you met earlier, sitting on her front porch. There are two other chairs and she's sipping uh, a nice glass of wine as you walk up. Well, hello. Uh, it was Samantha, wasn't it? That is true. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Are you? Are, have you been enjoying your stay? I have actually. This is a magnificent island. Well, thank you, thank you. We we really love it. Come on up. Uh, do you like white or red? Red, please. I'll pour you a glass. Sounds good. I love these chairs. Yes, they're very nice. Uh, I, my my grandfather built these. Did he make them out of pallets? Yes, they're very palatable. Mm-hmm. They taste great. This wine is fantastic. Well, thank you. Yes, this is a local winery. So uh, what have your adventures taught you today? Well, not much. Uh, We did a little bit of hiking. Hey, do you know anything about the HW Industries? Oh, um, yeah, sure. uh, They are just a company. I'm not sure exactly what they do. Uh, Maybe medical research or something? I'm not sure. We were just hiking and we ended up there and we noticed all the cameras and we're like, wow, this must be an important place. Oh, they're actually, uh, they use that for an executive retreat. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I mean, at least that's what I've been told. They're very nice people coming and going. No scarecrows? Well, you've heard about the scarecrows, huh? Did you hear any more thing more about that? No, we haven't heard much. Do you know anything? 
I was joking, but if there's more info, I'd love to hear it. Well, you know, like I told you before, I, I was actually the one who discovered their bodies. Right. That is correct. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, almost 10 years to the day. It was pretty creepy. How did you find them? I met them for coffee every morning, and I, I walked up to the contented cow. Uh, back then, it was just a smaller farmhouse. I, I, I saw that their front door was open. I noticed these odd bits of straw littering every place. And I, I called out their names, and I didn't hear anything, And which was very odd. I mean, they were an older couple, and I, I wanted to make sure that they were okay. And, and I went into their bedroom. I saw that the door was wide open, and I could see someone was in the bed. And I found both of their bodies, and they'd been strangled. Wow. Did they ever catch the person that did it? They never did. How strange. Why would anybody want to kill them? I, they were the nicest people. I have no idea. And the police still don't know. Well, they've long since given it up. Well, I'm sure. Ten years is a long time. Yeah. And, and now we try to downplay that aspect. Ever since Ned Tugent purchased the property, uh, he's done a very, very good job of having his folks build up everything and invite you know people like HW Industries and Farmex and the Cranberry Farms to come out and uh, build their uh, their corporate buildings. And, and now it's a much livelier place. No pun intended. Very interesting. A little creepy. Creepy, if, really, if you think about it. Well, it is creepy, and, you know, it's tough because, especially here in rural New Hampshire, you know, people like to talk. They like to come up with their own little theories. Uh, you know, you've already spoken with uh, Carl the Handyman, and he told you about the uh, ancient Indian burial grounds and all that baloney, right? Makes no sense. You know, so if you ever hear anybody, well, for instance, there is uh, one other weird little rumor. Oh, what's that? Back in the uh, colonial days, uh, they say that a witch lived in the area. It was said that she had the power to summon a demon to bring life to an old scarecrow. Now, I think that's complete and utter bullshit, but they do say that she used the scarecrow to strangle those that threatened her. The old witch and her scarecrow were burned on the very spot where the farmhouse now stands. Now, that's just as bad as the ancient Indian burial grounds story. Sounds a little convenient. Yeah, it's I, they're, they're grasping at straws. No pun intended. Sip my wine. I, you know, I will say this. It's I, I've lived here for many, many years, many decades. And my father and my grandfather had this property. My family's been here for a long time. And having grown up here, I, I still have the sense that there's something here. I can't put my finger on it. And I've never seen anything beyond that terrible, terrible morning. But there's just something that sends shivers up my spine. Dan, you awaken from your slumber. You have this this odd sensation shiver up your spine. That's not a shiver. And then and then Dolph goes back to work, but he's he's much more tender, I guess. Um, he's not being quite as rough. Uh, hey, Dolph, you have to know what time it is. And that's when you hear uh, time to sleep, and you look up, and Chuck falls to the ground. Oh, dear God. I'm going to immediately hop up and check on him to make sure he's okay. And as you do so, your towel falls away and Dolph walks back in. Uh, this is not what it looks like. And that's where we'll call the episode. <laughs> Time for sleep. Oh, Lordy. Okay. Damn it, Chuck. How are we feeling about all that? Okay. Slightly embarrassed? I'm confused now. Is he dreaming this and just woke up, or did it really happen? That's what I want to find out. Well, we're going to have to wait till next week. That's to find what they out. call a cliff bar <laughs> hanger. Sponsor us. Tune in next week to find out. That's going to wrap up episode 19. Uh, before we leave, we would like to recommend some things for you. Here's our recommenders of the week. Brian, why don't you start us off? Oh, zap, zing, zang. 
<laughs> I went to a phenomenal restaurant today called French Toast. No, this most of our listeners probably won't be able to attend this place, but it's in um, on the edge of Northville, Michigan, and Plymouth, Michigan, and it's a Cajun slash breakfast restaurant. It's phenomenal. I had the best, the best meal. Matt, what was the name of my meal? Barbecue pork confit with bacon seared greens, poached eggs, and hollandaise. Mm, can you say that slower? The the goat cheese on top. Oh my! It was spectacular. So highly recommended French toast if you're in this part of Michigan. Go there. They serve breakfast and lunch only, and they're only open till three. George, how about you? Um, I got a really nice new water bottle from a company called Swell. They're kind of pricey, but the amount of time that they stay cold for is insane. Like I put ice in it in the morning when I go to school and 12 hours later, there's still pretty much the same amount of ice in there. And it works the same with hot liquids and they're really um, durable and good looking too. Nice. And Matthew, how about you? Tonight, I have a another lovely indie game, as people have come to expect. It's a, a game called Rim World, and what it is is it is you in charge of setting up your own colony on a brand new planet. You have to be you have to be a bit careful because you know sometimes you might not be the only one on that planet, and the other people you find might not be so friendly. You have to worry about you know weather, and you have to keep your colonists happy, and you have to protect them from you know various wild animals and whatnot. And it has a really really great AI system that actually is a really good job at telling uh, an emergent story between you and your colonists and your little home on this planet. Well, it sounds like quite a lot of work. It is, but I'm very much a simulation kind of person. I love games that have a lot of mechanics and that are really deep mechanic-wise, so this kind of thing is perfect for me. So you, you're saying that you like room jobs. That was the uh, the car mod shop in Saints Row. That was the masseuse. <laughs> well, my recommendation for this week is a movie, a horror flick called They Look Like People, uh, currently available on Netflix. This is a indie film that follows uh, two childhood friends who have been separated for quite some time and one of these poor guys without ruining it too much has some mental issues and the other friend is having a rough time of it in Brooklyn or New York the two converge at a certain time in their lives when they sort of need each other they experience what appears to be maybe an alien takeover kind of thing or maybe not. It's one of those movies that sort of plays it both ways. And part of the fun is figuring out whether what's the truth and if this is reality or a fantasy. Uh, it is very tense, very suspenseful. It is not gory, so if you don't like gore, this is definitely for you. I talked my wife into watching it, and she really, really enjoyed it. So I would recommend They Look Like People. Very nice little indie horror flick. Cool. I will watch it. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our social media, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our wiki. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And uh, to stay up to date with my invention of the self-sticking towel that will never fall off when you suddenly stand up, follow me on Twitter at The Real Weird Kid. And you can find me on Twitter at Brian Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Until next time, roll for sanity. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Mm-hmm.